Welcome to the party, pal. The mind-bending film and television podcast you didn't know you needed. Welcome to the party, pal. It's a proud member of the Osiris Media Group. Head over to OsirisPod.com. Check out all the podcasts they have to offer. They're uh, doing a whole series of live shows and performances you're going to want to check out. All that information is at OsirisPod.com. In this episode, we journey once again to the Lake of the Ozarks to celebrate the second half of the fourth season of the show Ozark, the American crime drama series created by Bill Dubuque and Mark Williams for Netflix. The series, as most of you are aware, stars Jason Bateman and Laura Linney as Marty and Wendy Bird, a married couple who relocate their family to the Lake of the Ozarks for money laundering. Bateman also serves as a director and executive producer for the series. The final season was split up into two parts. The first was released in January, and the second part, which is the focus of this episode, was just released in April. To help me, we have once again back on the program L.P. Hanner to help break down the first uh, part of the fourth season. He is a, a writer, writes often about film and television, uh, an artist, a musician, a whole bunch of things, and he's got a true passion for the show. So we got together, we explored the themes present in the film, specifically focusing in on how the series acted as a critique of both the American dream and late-stage capitalism. We discussed the surprise hip-hop-related cameo in the series, uh, talk about a bold last stand for one of the series' most beloved characters, and we discussed what the what the ending the surprise ending of the show means for the whole series and what it says about what ozark is and the story they were trying to tell so let's get right into it lp welcome back to the program glad to have you on how you doing man i'm good how you doing man i'm good i'm really good i'm excited to talk about this i am i do have some uh uh you know lingering devastation from what happened towards the end i know i talked a lot about last time we were here talking about uh, Ozark, how much I love the character of Ruth, how much I was rooting for her to get through, and uh, some things definitely happened. But I uh, really, really pretty intense uh, final episodes here. So let's really let's get into it. And yeah. now, now we have like the ability to see the whole series as as a unit and and, and really you know come to terms with what the story they were they were telling and and. and and I think that'd be a fun place to start kind of, um, you know, now that we've digested everything, you know, kind of uh, just lay out our thoughts of what what's the story that they were trying to tell. So what do you what do you think this whole thing? What was Ozark about? Um, Ozark was about unlimited access to cartel money. And the show itself, you know, the show is not called The Birds. It's called Ozark. Uh-huh. So I think Ruth and and Rachel and and um, you know Darlene, Ben, even though he was a bird, 
you know, these are all these are all characters that that I think maybe their performances were so great that mm. I think it kind of derailed of what the what the creators intended maybe mm. you know yeah because <laughs> no, like we, we, we found ourselves rooting for them more i think you know definitely i mean it's it's funny to see i think personally that the show really took off for me was when um you know kind of you know focus did turn to ruth and wendy and they they, they you know kind of overshadowing uh, Marty's, you know, kind of, uh, um, you know, rise there. And I think that was interesting because, you know, part of when it started, you know, I did have some critiques and, you know, I felt like we've do gone down that road with Marty, you know, sp you know, notably with Breaking Bad. And, you know, I was, <laughs> it was you know, it, you know, it's funny you said Marty, because like my main critique with the show before I even got into it was uh -huh. how am I, how am I going to accept Jason Bateman as a dramatic actor? Uh -huh. And and he he knocked it out of the park, man. Absolutely. I think he should be like he, he should be doing way 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 many more character parts, like yeah. dramatic wise. You know, I I agree. It was some there was like a real subtlety to his performance, and I agree with you. I I I was curious how I was going to accept that, and overall, he did amazing. But it just it really just took off for me when when these female characters. I mean, I I love like kind of taking a step back and looking at all these amazing female characters they had besides mm -hmm. Wendy. I mean, you know, Darlene and um, I mean, they Rachel, brought a, yeah. yeah, Rachel, they even brought an, uh, another one here, uh, Camellia um, towards the mm -hmm. end. And Helen was, inc I mean, what an amazing array of strong female characters they had and just a bunch of, bunch of badasses. But, you know, I, I, I remember just getting used to the show and, you know, they 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 made that, um, you know, cinematographer Ben uh, Cutchins really him and Jason made the decision with, with the color pattern to do the blue gray filter. The idea was that they, you know, that they wanted you to feel the the dark world that you're really inhabiting here. And and some of that took me a minute. We felt like we were watching the show in the dark. But I mean, I'm thinking back at the show now <laughs> and like the last last couple of seasons, especially season three, the, the way you know, uh, uh, things went down with Ben and you got to see really the lengths the family was, you know, really willing to sacrifice to get their aspirations. I, that's when things really, really took off for me. But um, I think a theme that really stuck out um, is kind of two parts here. And that's, I think this was really a critique of the American dream. Mm -hmm. um, and also kind of a, you know, a, a a shot at kind of late stage capitalism. Do you, do you, mm -hmm. do you agree with that? You were feeling that as well. Well, yeah. And once again, it's, it's because of all that cartel money. Um, <laughs> like, like the second episode of the whole series, you know, um, we meet the Langmores yeah. and immediately, and immediately like they're the first thing is like, they want Marty's money, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I, like, let's like, if you're tracking the evolution, like at, at the end, um, and uh, like uh, Ruth is like she's she's managed to clean her status right and mm. and just become clean and well okay well when you compare that to where the birds were at the yeah. very end I mean yeah. they were they were literally lot like they like <laughs> like she like he he goes Marty goes up to Ruth and he's just like oh by the way we're we're still laundering money in the in the uh, in the casino and the FBI knows. Yeah. The FBI is commissioning it. 
Uh-huh. Right. That's uh-huh. capitalism right That's there. Power. That's power. <laughs> that is absolute power. You yeah, know? absolutely. No, I think it was interesting, you know, when I talk about the critique of the American dream, the the I mean, the system and it became clear with what happened to Ruth and, and, and the way they played out the story that the system wasn't built for her. It wasn't built for people like her in that, you know, that that status line and, you know, the, it, it was built for the Shaws. It was built for people like the birds and even the Navarros. It's just it really it, it, it's not set up for the success of people like Ruth and, and people from that class. And I think that was really, um, uh, you know, <laughs> driven home in a major, major way. But I, I want to speak to your point about this money and that just like the absolute power, you know, how money rules the world. And there was a line um, and we are going to dance through the episodes here in a moment, but yeah, that really brought things home. And, and, and you know, when um, the detective uh, at the end is, he says, he's like, you don't get to win. You don't get to, to be the uh, Cokes or the Kennedys or, or whatever fucking royalty you think you people are. The world doesn't work like that. And Wendy looks at him and just goes, since when? I mean, this is exactly how <laughs> the, 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 the world works. I mean, the rich and merciless i mean they they really find a way to make it to make it work um it, it's it actually it makes me think of too like it, it back way back in the day you know marty was always analyzing you know what it's you know what this type of money from this type of world means and you know he always talked about how money is 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 the measure of a man's choices and he had a lot of conversations with wendy about you know, is this, 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 you know, this, should we be using this money for this? I remember she had a great line, how money doesn't know where it came from. You know, it doesn't have like a moral stance on it. You know, it is just money, but it's definitely the, the, the power of, of, of the rich and, you know, what, what money enables and, and just the lure of it can do is something Ozark was really speaking to. You know, um, Wendy, like, uh, I think one of, for my, I think one of my most potent memories for 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 uh, for a while now, uh-huh. and, and 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 in the future, I'm sure going to watch the show. But when I close my eyes and really think about the show, I think about Wendy and how she would abruptly get people's attention with dollar signs, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. every other conversation. Yeah, and she'd be like, you know, they'd be saying something. I'd be like, okay, well, blah 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 blah, and, and thirty million. You know, yeah. she'd just throw a number out there, yep. and it would just change the conversation. And yeah, <laughs> she knew. No, she 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 absolutely knew the power that it was wielding, and and just it's. I mean, even just to to follow up on what you're saying, she was willing to throw that at money at her father to to you know get her kids back and stuff, and just like that was that was her number one. Um, tool in her, her 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 toolkit there so uh um, the only prediction that i felt like i i actually came because i was wrong about everything like a couple yeah. like a couple of months ago yeah but I, the, one thing i did predict though is that or i felt like i like okay the one thing i got right was that mm-hmm. he was going to come back wendy's father was going to come back as a character hard what what and, what, and, what? That was, that was, I thought that was was so impressive. So it was a great performance, a great performance. It really added a whole new dynamic to it. I mean, it was, it was really, what a, what a a great actor. It really changed things up because Wendy's getting the pull from the top, you know, from the father and, you know, her kids at the same time. 
really changed the dynamics in a cool, cool way. Uh, speaking of family, I did want to ask this because I just wanted your thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. You know, kind of uh, Marty and Wendy would always go back and forth, like who was looking out for the family most. And it was kind of um, discussing, you know, the lengths, the, you know, they would go for the family. And I was curious if you really thought, it felt earnest most of the time with Marty, but towards the end, um, and this is something, this is another comparison to Breaking Bad, when you realize that, you know, Walt wasn't doing it for the family anymore. He was doing it for his ego. He was doing it because mm-hmm. he cut him off. I was wondering if you felt that about Wendy. Was she in earnest doing it for the family or was she really caught up in it uh, towards the end? Because it seemed like her motivations were really fascinating. I, you know, I, I think Marty's motivations were more questionable than hers. I I, I I think, yeah, that's the one thing that Wendy got right, though. I think she was all about uh-huh. the family the whole time. But I mean, okay, he, cool. I, I think if you want to disagree, though, then no, no, there's no, plenty of reasons too. <laughs> yeah, I want, I definitely want to debate that. On that. I was, I was curious. Good, no, because I mean, that's it could be looked at it as both of them were looking out, but there was definitely there's times where I questioned it for for for, for well, both of them for sure. Well, let's just like like if we can throw out the Heisenberg comparison again yeah. and comparing her to Wendy. Now, Wendy had that last stand when she was in the um, uh, the asylum, uh-huh. I guess the mental institution. And and I think back to Breaking Bad, um, Ozymandias, mm-hmm. the very end, where he's like, we're a family. Yeah, yeah. And then they leave him, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So Wendy, we have a Wendy's moment. She goes, we're a family. Mm-hmm. And then they stay with her. So yeah. I think yeah. Wendy had a more successful Heisenberg moment than Heisenberg did. Yeah, true. She, 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 I mean, she really, and I'm excited to talk about that moment. She really came clean about her motivations and what she was doing and, and her faults in that with her conversation first with Ruth and then with her children. And that was, you know, this, um, the car accident was a big tool. The idea behind that car accident um, was that it, you know, I obviously thought some someone's life was going to be lost there, but the idea was that it bound the family together further. It was, they, you know, they realized how much they cared about it when they almost lost somebody. And, you know, that just, just, there was, I understand that use of that tool as at that moment, them coming back together, it's kind of, that was the way it led towards the conclusion that it did. That's, Can I talk oh, about Marty for a second? Please, I'd love to hear you, hear you talk about Marty. Yeah. Um. Okay, the very right, the, the very first scene of of the of the first episode of the whole series. I know oh. we're talking about the end now, but I want to go back to the no, beginning please. just to it talk about just to talk matter. about Mar- just talk about Marty's motivations. Uh-huh. Um, the very first scene, what is he doing? He's watching a surveillance video of his wife cheating on him. Mm-hmm. So right there at the very beginning of the series, immediately we question the value of family. True, true, absolutely. Yeah, I guess they're ripping. They're starting to rip it apart a little bit there. Wow. I'm actually interested to go back and run through this whole thing. But for now, let's run through these episodes. It really started out, and I'm really excited to talk about this, uh, it was with a bang. But the episode that started the season four, part two, is called Cousin of Sleep. It's the Nas episode. The Cousin of Death. Cousin of, is it called Cousin of Death? Yes, but sleep is the answer to that question. The line is, is <laughs> death is cousin of Oh, yeah. Um, so it's the Nas episode. Yeah. And it was a heavy, heavy metaphor that ran through it, um, it which is, you know, it, it, it can be looked at as heavy-handed. I enjoyed it. I love Illmatic, which was playing throughout the whole thing. It's a special, special album to me. But 
what was going on here and and, and, and it kind of came to uh, uh you know really the forefront with the when killer mike was was talking to ruth i like this this i think that's super clever the metaphor meaning that he talked mike talked about how nas and you know even mob deep was in queensbridge and from queensbridge you can see manhattan so you're in the projects of queensbridge and you can see the glamours and glitz and this you know there's this bigger more you know lavish lifestyle it's it's right there but it's so out of reach and that is what ruth is dealing with too she's she's in it she's with these people and they are living a whole different experience like a whole you know a, a, a ritzy fancy you know parties they're just whatever they want is at their fingertips and she's basically you know they're co-workers but she doesn't have access to that world and it was a really cool metaphor what do you think of them using you know uh, the nods and hip-hop to to kind of you know make a statement about ruth's ruth's plight well, yeah, it was exactly what you said. Um, I, I heard some critique, like when it first came out, like, "Oh, they got why did they choose that album?" It's because <laughs> of the be- it's because of the parallel. Yeah, you totally. know, it's like they're both like like fighting to get up in the world, you know. Yep. And um, but really, like that that episode, I think is my favorite of the whole series mm-hmm. because incredible because well because it's I love albums and, yeah. and you know just in general you know uh-huh. um, and. And that, and and, you, and, uh, and and Ruth and Wyatt at the beginning of the, at the the episode, they're they're playing some game, where they're like say a, an album title and then the first song yeah. of that album. Yep. And I was like, I'd like to meet people who play that game. <laughs> I want to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I just thought it was it, it was really really beautiful, you know. And plus, that was like the only episode that was from her point of view completely. Yeah. 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 Great point. Great point. In. Uh, I mean, the music choices that, especially down the stretch, have just been so clever, so smart, and just worked on a, on a great level. They, uh, they, um, it is, it is intense that of you know Ruth's murder that that started the season. I mean, it really felt unfair that you know they kind of put that murder on her. And I, I actually, I thought it was interesting that that uh, Marty and Wendy were were arguing about um, the apology. Cause I actually thought it was really impressive. I always loved Marty and Ruth's, Ruth's relationship and he apologized to her, you know, in, the, in that thing. And Wendy did not appreciate that. And that culminated with, um, uh, you know, Marty and Wendy in that hotel room and the tension between them was so palpable. It's such a credit to both, you know, uh, the, the, the actor there, but the tension between them just in the aftermath of, of what Ruth did was just incredible. Just incredible. Anything else to say about that episode? Any thoughts? Um, well, it, it was it was really cool to go back and think about the Killer Mike scene mm-hmm. after everything was done. It yeah. actually had a yeah. kind of had a deeper meaning. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was it was haunting. It was oh, haunting absolutely. while I was watching. Oh, oh, that's that's a really great point. Once you know what happened to Ruth. And you think about her on the outside and what they did and what they were saying in this episode, it absolutely ties together. That's it's it's excellent point. Um, you are you just mentioned Wyatt and them playing the game in the um, the next episode, pick a god and pray. Wyatt's funeral really got me. Um, you know, they 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 really highlighted what those two meant to each other in the first couple episodes and 
and when they were showing the moment of them sleeping together on top of the trailer, when, when there was all this, you know, family trauma and fighting going on, mm-hmm. um, ha- having Wyatt a part of this final uh, season in the way that they did, I thought was crucial. I thought it was beautiful, uh, heartbreaking. You know, he, he needed to, you know, I'm glad he didn't just disappear because it was so such an important person to uh, Ruth and just an important character in the show. The episode kicked off with Omar's reaction to um, to finding out about the murder of his nephew. Mm-hmm. What, the ferocity in that moment was great. What else in that episode? <clears throat> oh, uh, we, you know, the, we, we get to meet the, uh, the priest who became came a constant part. But the one that honestly, the, the part that really got me was Wyatt. Is there anything that really got you in that episode? Pick a, pick a God and pray, the second one. Um, the, the conversation that you're talking about between Marty and Wendy, that actually happens at the beginning of the episode. Beginning and that was, that, I think it was like you're 10 right. minutes long. Yep. And it was, that was very effective. Uh, the preacher, um, what a curious character, right? He was he, almost kind of like the Saul Goodman. <laughs> yeah, was, Initially I had like, you know, Anton, um, from no country for old men vibes. He was just such an awkward, <laughs> awkward freak at first, but <laughs> He was. Uh, it's, it's, I can't think that he had Roberto Benini vibes. So yeah, <laughs> I get that too. Absolutely. Yeah. Hello, everybody. <laughs> That's a good one. I. Uh, it was. It was interesting, you know. And I'm glad Marty had conversations with him later on in the season, you know, because it is, it is funny when they tie, you know, the, the a priest or a religious person to to such a criminal activity as as you know as these cartels and stuff, and it's really, you know, it's. It's there's a lot to you know. It's it's I don't know how how how, how well, do you rationalize that. He was he was so creepy. He was like every scene, he, creepy. He was creeping up on somebody every yeah. scene. Yeah, you know, he was like he was just like oh wait, you come from out of nowhere. Yep. Yeah, I, I was expecting a lot more than what happened. I thought he was going to end up being like a, a killer. I thought he was a fixer. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was absolutely the guy that that was set up to like really take out people. And I I. When when he was first introduced, I thought he might be taking out one of the main characters at some point, and he was just this this tool. But it was it was interesting that he wasn't. One thing that started striking me when I was watching that episode is just the, the dialogue uh-huh. between the FBI and the birds. It was becoming very dark, comical. Yeah, almost like Doctor Strange Love or Don't uh-huh. Look Up. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I can't believe these people are talking to each other like that. Yeah. You know, it's like capitalism hashtag. Yep, <laughs> I had, it was. It, I I I had to suspend some belief there because I mean, I guess I I don't know the workings of the FBI, but it was really intense for me to get my head around the fact that that they would be working so hand in hand with 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 you know these criminal civilians on on this larger project. But I mean, I, I it, it is. It was really cool that it led to meetings between the cartel, them, and the FBI, and just it's like the depth they were taking it with that. Um, the next episode started out; it was called "You're, You're the Boss," and I found it deeply affecting, even devastating, to take us back and have us experience Ben's final moments. That was oh. that that hit hard. That's a, I think thought that was one of the most impressive um, writing choices of the season. It was, it was, it, 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 I mean, to the to the moment, 
where he, he, you know, right before he was shot and he was apologizing to the guy who was about to kill him. He said, I'm sorry, you have to do this. And then I want you to tell Wendy, I'm sorry too. I mean, my heart just like it, it, it crushed. And he said something else though I thought was devastating. She was like the only one that really loved me. And that wasn't true though. I wait, I, it was, it was like a shame that he thought that. Cause I mean, Ruth cared about him. The, the children cared about him. Um, it was devastating. What did you think about that? That when they, when they took the time to take us back and, and, and show what happened to Ben. So, you know, so, so intimately. I was thinking about it a lot differently. I kind of got excited. I was like, Oh, 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 they're going to show that like maybe the, the cartels hiding him and they're going to use I it thought, as a bargaining chip something, or something. You know? I thought there could be something else too. I didn't know they were straight up going to just take us to, to the murder, but which, you know, it was absolutely affecting though. But but Tom Pelfrey, the uh-huh. actor, I think ever since two years ago when, th- when th- the third season aired, I think a lot of people are, are close to this person now. Yeah. You know, I feel I feel like his character affected a lot of people, including myself. Yeah. Um, and I guess he's so famous now that he just started dating uh, Kaylee Cuoco. Did you read about that? Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I'm curious to see what he's in next. He's, I mean. The, 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 this he's is in a, a Scorsese movie next, I think. Is he fantastic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a depth to his character, and I mean, just playing someone who was who was struggling so much with mental issues like this, and he was so uh, there was you could his heart was on his sleeve in in a major way throughout, and yeah. all the way down to that moment I, I talked about where he's apologizing, and just it was it, there was a depth there, and I'm curious to watch his things. This episode also brought us brought Marty. Um, to Mexico and this was I thought this was interesting because as I alluded to earlier I did like that Marty's you know kind of it could be argued but like he took a little bit of backseat to Wendy kind of started steering the ship but him going to uh, down to Mexico you know becoming this boss was really a welcome uh, uh, moment but it it was it was intense to watch him navigate and, and you know I think uh I think Omar said, you know, being me isn't easy. I mean, he had to go through the whole torture thing. Um, it was it was intense. What did you think of Marty going uh, down and being, you know, the uh, going through the books with the cartel and everything there? Spinoff. I'd love to see him as the cartel boss, you know, permanently. Uh, But I thought the funniest scene for me though was when like the funniest scene for me though was when he was just like uh, playing fetch with the dog. The bull master, <laughs> one of my favorite new characters of the season. And the, and, and the, and the cartel boss are, are the, uh, the uh, I don't know what you call them, the henchmen were just like <laughs> protecting him like it was Navarro. You know, it's just like, this is what Navarro would be doing right about now. He'd be playing fetch with his dog. Yeah, it's lonely. So at the you top, can do though. that. If you're, if you're, it, it's, it can be very lonely at the top. And that's why the, having a dog is like that thing. That's funny you say lonely at the top yeah, um, because there was that metaphor when he first goes in there and he, and he looks down the hole where he was yeah. last time he was there. Yeah. And it was yeah. like this like reversal, totally. moment, you know, absolutely. That was, it was beautiful. And then you, he revisit, you, he, you know, they were, they were making sure to you, you know, that trauma lingers with him and, and you know, they were making sure you realize what happened to him. Um, that dog, that scene where he's throwing the dog actually does happen in, in the next one, Pound of Flesh and Still Kicking. Um, I love it. Ruth was listening to um, Energy by Sampa the Great on the airplane, which is great. It was cool to see her on that airplane, you know, getting into the other world. But um, 
you know, I'd like to hear your opinion on kind of Rachel's return this season. I, you know, it took me a minute to be sold on it, but you know, by the time she teamed up with Ruth, I, I was having a whole, I was having a really, really good time with it. Uh, what do you think about those two working together? I was expecting her to come back and hook up with Marty. Like I was yeah, really I so like, I thought that like, and I mean like hook up. You know, I yeah, thought yeah, that, yeah. that was going to be like the thing that gets him out, and I thought that she she was going to do that. Um, but she didn't, you know, she just came back and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure in the end what, what the motivation was exactly, but, um, yeah, sure. I don't know. I guess she moved the ball forward a little bit for Ruth, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, absolutely. Um, she yeah. Was, and then there was a tool that moment. To, 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 to get her into the, into the game, get her into the casino world. Yeah. You were talking about two episodes ago, two, two episodes back. Um, uh -huh. You were really touched by uh, the Wyatt's funeral. I was really kind of surprisingly touched by uh, the the Rachel and Tuck reunion. Oh, cool! Yeah, I yeah. think uh, the actor playing Tuck, his name is Evan George Veraz Verazeris, uh -huh. uh -huh. and um, he he did a wonderful job. Yeah, just in yeah. that one scene. It was deep. It was definitely deep. Um, the only the the, the thing. I was, I was, we were talking about it a minute ago with Marty and Wendy in their room. Um, and they were drinking the airplane bottles. I thought it was brilliant when the, uh, Wendy's father was drinking his, you know, bottles a lot like his daughter. That was in this uh -huh. episode. Um, and then it culminated with that amazing, uh, breaking point moment for, um, uh, Marty where he's fighting during, um, Todd Runjing's, uh, I see the light. What that was so, so cool. That episode was directed by Laura Lenny. Did you know? If, did she do others? I just that really hit me at the end of the fight. Mm. Directed by, I think I don't know if she has. I'd have, yeah, I'd have it's to look it's up. possible. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely possible. That was that was that was wonderful. But that led into trouble. Um, uh, trouble the water. Trouble the water. And, yeah, that that. So that was just the aftermath of that fight. I thought that opening was amazing. How how they uh, how casually the kids picked them up from jail. It's just like the regular normal conversation. It really, it shows the depth that um, that, that that they've really waded into. I mean, these, uh, the whole family is just criminals at this point, and it was such a regular thing to um, uh, to to pick them up. But then, you know, uh, then the father's grip on the kids was really increasing in this episode, and, and you know, we got to see Wendy begging uh, her father for for the kids, and that was that was a compelling scene. What do you think of this episode? Yeah, yeah, it, it was just we're talking about Ruth a little bit. Um, as as the season or as the episodes went on, I was it was just like uh, I was seeing Ruth through like a new lens. Mm. As as everything, it, it was it was it was like she was getting clean. Yeah, you know? totally. but she was also like haunted. You know, like like every every other scene, there was just something strange going on with about her. Like she was when she was seeing the ghosts when they were burying Wyatt. Mm. And then she like chose to not, you know, not do anything with the dirt. And then she ran off. Um, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that's, that's what happened in trouble, the water and mud. We, it was really some amazing moments for Ruth. I mean, she's, she's finding ways to, you know, expunge her record. She's, she's, you know, getting, getting, I mean, she's building a pool, but it just maybe the most obvious checkoff gun and, the history of television was her having that big massive uh you know hole in her backyard i'm like they're gonna, yeah they're gonna use that but it was really special watching in those those um you know in in trouble the water and mud 
her rise, but it also made me nervous for what was going to happen to. It was going so good. And that's when I started getting the hints of what was to come. It was really, it, it just, it, 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 I don't know. It was too good to be true if, if for people like me who like Ruth so much. Yeah, Mud was the episode where she lost it, you know, because at the very end, yeah. um, uh, she's being followed and then she flips him off and goes in there and just, you know, snitches yeah. on the whole thing. And then, and then as soon as she leaves, she gets home and they've, they've killed that guy. And I just kind of yeah. thought, Oh no. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh was, no. I thought it was a little interesting that they chose that, that, that was the end of the penultimate episode. Just, you know, that uh, being kind of like an ancillary character, but it definitely set things up for a hard way to go, which was the finale. That was, it's, it's, I, I, I sometimes see some mixed things out there. I thought the finale hit hard. It was, there was, there was a scene with Ruth, um, and um, Wendy talking about, you know, her father. He's like, you know, sorry, he's, he's, he's really, you know, kind of like a dick. And, you know, uh, when Wendy did, like I alluded to earlier, came clean about her intentions. And then the moment, you know, when, when you get the car crash, the moment when you realize where you are again with Sam Cooke's um, Bring It On uh, Home To Me is playing, you realize the car crash moment. I'm like, wow, cool. They brought that home in a cool way. And, and Ruth's last stand was just phenomenal. I'm not what she's like. I'm not sorry. <laughs> uh, your son was a murdering bitch. Um, now I know where you got it from. It was super, super intense. What'd you think about that? What'd you think about how they closed it out ultimately uh, with the shotgun shot heard around the world? Well, the car crash. Let me talk about that for a second. Um, I was like, what? Yeah. I, I, I was thinking about that for months. I was mm. like, I know the end somehow is just going to revolve around that. And then they Uber home right after. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. they're, they're all in one piece. You yeah. know? And I think that was that was the point. Like, oh, they're untouchable. So yeah, that, make, they, that made the, the body completely like non-surprise. Yeah, totally. Totally. And but yeah, they, they definitely and also just like what that meant to the family family unit it was, 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 was really something I think they were driving home as well. Um, it ended better for the birds than I thought it would. I mean, I, you know, I don't know if they, they were deserving of this thing, but it was also showing that, you know, you can, you know, uh, buy your way through or they, that they were un, untouchable in a lot of ways. What, mm. what do you think about how it ended for them? I mean, obviously there's loose ends, but they found their way to navigate through, you know, everything they presented in the first four seasons. I can, I can imagine they found a way to navigate through, you know, what what came after after the the murder you know you remember how season three ended how they had helen's blood all over them yeah, yeah. and then that's how season yeah. four began they had totally. the blood all over them yep. uh -huh. that's 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 what i think of them you know that, yeah. that's how we should really view the birds they have blood all over them totally. but they they just happen to be the ones who didn't snitch or weren't holding the gun. You know, every all the townspeople, they're minions, we should call them, you know, uh, uh -huh. like uh, the Langmores, everybody else. They're the ones yep. paying for their sins, pretty mm -hmm. much, the entire series. And the very, oh, the very last scene with Jonah and the gun, that's we've been waiting for that. For I mean, that's that's the literal Chekhov's gun, I think. Yeah. When, when was Jonah going to use the gun? And bam, yep. last scene. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> it was very here. similar. It was very similar to the end of season five for uh, yeah. Weeds. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it was definitely. So I'm wondering if they'll let us back into the Ozark world at some point. But I'm fully satisfied. Feel like you're satisfied as well. It was a it was a hell of a run. 
it was really a hell of a run and 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 i'm glad we got a chance to talk about it here and oh yeah dig into it it's it's a cool show it's 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 something so thank you lp i uh I appreciate you, uh, you know, rocking these last two Ozark uh, episodes with me. Pre- thanks so much, man. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you, everyone out there, for once again joining the party. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. 
Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com.